0: Got a car question for Dave or Allen? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. 4740 yee <laughs> That's
1: better. Welcome, it's Dave's Corner Garage. Another suitably live program brought to you... By uh, Dave's Corner Garage and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. See a good commercial? Three times you announced it within a few seconds. That's a good commercial. So what station is this? AM 740. Okay, uh, today we've got a big lineup for you. We have the folks from Young Steel's Motors with us. We have Gigan, Navani, and... Uh, well, I won't say his boss, <laughs> <laughs> but Samik Kapoor is also here He's one of the managers from the station. And uh, hey, let me think now, you you have three three stores. Correct. Right. First one is? is uh, Young
2: Steel's Ford Lincoln. Right. Uh, East Court Ford Lincoln. Right. And Meadowvale Ford. Right. So you got three areas of the city covered. East, West, Central.
1: It's a good area. And Ford's a fine product. I've had one for now, I think almost five years. Never an issue, nothing. It's it's just a great little machine. Really? really build enjoys. them tough. Yeah, built tough is true. And we have with us, not to say the least, Brian Max. And Brian and Max is a secret agent. That's what he writes on
3: his... That's what it says <laughs> on my LinkedIn. But uh, really, I just drive uh, fast cars all around the world. And you I also do
1: racing. some racing, right? We did the Nissan yeah. Series last yeah, year. Yeah,
3: I, d- I did the Nissan Micro Cup, and I've raced uh, all sorts of, like, Pirelli World Challenge and yeah. uh, raced Vipers and all that stuff. It's a lot of fun.
1: Is it coming back this year? Are you doing anything this year?
3: Uh, I, I'm going to race uh, some endurance, long yeah. distance racing later this year. I've got some projects to finish first.
1: Paper last night. Uh, uh, what was his? Uh, John Bundar. Yes. They bought uh, Shannonville Raceway.
3: Yeah, and that's great news. John is uh, John is doing great things for sports car racing in Canada. and They've right. bought Shannonville, and uh, they're they're going to they're going to reinvigorate that place and and turn it into a real destination.
1: Yeah, you know things such as like a like um, condos for guys that are into cars. Yeah, you know, you have a fast car downstairs. You have a place upstairs to relax and friends. And uh,
3: yeah, it's it's a beautiful part of the world too. Prince Edward County is a great uh, great spot yeah. for for you know wine and and all that stuff. And that the touring car
1: it. championship there. And just That's across, right. you go to again Anakwa is not far.
3: That's right. So you can do a little vacation.
1: They always tell me if the wife's not happy, soon you're not happy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we're gonna be talking about the new Ford uh, Mac E. That's uh, the something Mustang Mach-E. That's coming out. Uh, the 770 horsepower Mustang. The GT500. that's there. And something new that came out, I think, a couple of weeks ago was the Escape, all redesigned.
2: 2020
1: Escape. Yeah. So we should be talking about when those cars are coming out, and we will delve into that. So remember, if you want to follow us on Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage, just as it sounds. And uh, it's on there, actually, for the whole week. So if you don't see it right away, you can always boost back. We had I think, over 7,000 uh, views from the last one we did with our OPP specialist. Uh, what was his name, Steve? It's still the same as Carrie Schmidt. Cary Schmidt.
0: <laughs> his parents would be nice to know that he hasn't lost his name yet.
1: And we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, we're back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Dave Redinger. I'm with Gagan Ivani, uh, Brian Mex, and uh, Sumat Kapoor. Correct? Good yeah. enough? Yes, sir. Good enough. Uh, Ford has just brought out a new product called the Mustang Mach-E, which is electrical. What can you tell us about it?
4: Well, it's a phenomenal product. Ford is going all electric with this car. And uh, it starts uh, at a basic level of, let's say, select model, goes as high as a performance edition. You, can have, a, you have a big range of 255 horsepower. You can go as high as 469 wow. horsepower in different models. Price range of mid 50s to low 80s. Full electric. Now a wide range of kilometers you can cover. You can cover from 375 kilometers up to 475 kilometers on full
1: charge. That's what I do in my week, right?
3: Yeah, that's it. And you know what's what's happening right now? We were talking about this. The electric charging network is is developing right now. So this this whole concept of range anxiety is going to disappear. Because you can charge quickly. They're going to have fast charging stations all over the place.
4: Yep. And uh, Ford is uh, coming out with a different kind of a plan. Ford is partnering with a company called Electrify America. I don't know if you've heard about the company. That company is uh, going to work on building a charging network for Ford and other companies that they want to you know, give their services out to. So Ford is not going to develop their charging network on their own. They're partnering it with Electrify America.
3: But that that Mustang Machi is a beautiful machine. I got to spend beautiful. some time with it at the at the auto show. Yep, and it is a fantastic looking thing inside and out. I'm yeah, sure. it's
1: nicer inside and out. As it doesn't show as well on the paper. No, I, and the print doesn't show it as well as it is looks.
3: Yeah, in person it's great, and it's got all those Mustang styling cues. It's it, I think it's a real Mustang, and has the performance to back it up. It, it's got the DNA of a Mustang. That's right. And what kind of performance? What kind of zero sixty does that do? You
4: are, as per Ford numbers, which are official numbers, they're targeting mid three second range on the performance GT edition, <laughs> zero to sixty.
3: That's fantastic. Yeah.
4: To be precise,
1: it's three point four seconds. Wow. In reality, it's three point four seconds to go hundred feet.
3: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's the beauty of electric cars: is that you know they're 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 very quick because of their electric motors. You have the instant torque.
2: Mm-hmm. Right now, so,
1: they're tight right now, right? I mean, buying one of those cars, you're there's a you basically
2: sold out. So, we only got 25 of them. I think yes. when they did their web launch, we had 65 emails with customers looking to reserve them. So, we're sold out for the October, November, December delivery for 2020.
1: So, we will be getting new vehicles probably by Christmas and January.
2: Uh, expected plan is end of the year insurance. Yes
1: interesting so the, the 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 range anxiety question isn't as strong as as people think
3: you know that's, that's absolutely true and and you know the the, the has a, a you know more than enough range so that you can you know uh charge it at home overnight fully charge it overnight yes. and the best part is uh, today home chargers are really inexpensive yep. yeah they're around 2,500 bucks two grand yeah
1: yeah so it's really not a not big uh oh the big thing will be the electricity because it's uh 250 volts or two forty volts.
3: Yeah, two forty so for probably a quick charger. About
1: four hours to recharge, or do Right? Do you find uh, with the Tesla product being out there uh, that it holds its value?
2: Absolutely. Are people
1: will, will step up for a used electric car. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's what's out there. There's Nissan Leaf. There's uh, the Bolt, which I think is way overpriced. I mean, it's fifty thousand dollars for a little tiny car. The uh, yours is coming out. Yeah. Right? Would an, an interim car would be a plug-in hybrid? Would, would you think that might be an, an interim? You've got like a whole line of those things.
2: Yeah, Fusion. Uh, we yep. have an Escape hybrid. The twenty twenty we're going to talk about a little later. Yes, that's going to be in our, that's in our showrooms now.
1: See, now that's a fantastic s- uh, solution to a problem that we're trying to avoid, which is you pull up to the charging station, and there's already five guys. You
4: right. see, that's the transition phase. Right now, yes. we are moving towards the hybrid cars and. All electric is the future. Yes. So Ford is coming out with the Escape Hybrid. It's on the floor right now. Explorer Hybrid will hit the floors in the next couple of months, maybe a month or so. Then you have a Fusion Hybrid from, you know, last two, three years on the road already. And they already have in the Lincoln family, Lincoln Aviator Hybrid.
1: So in Europe, they're, already, they're tougher than they are here. Because in Europe, they're saying, what, 2030? They want only electric cars being sold? So it's, like so. Germany, I know for sure, is in 2030, you can't sell a gas-powered or diesel-powered vehicle. You're going to have to sell an electric vehicle. So you're going to see lots of cars come from Poland to Czech or wherever to, to bring them in. <laughs> so.
3: I, I think that's going to happen here as well. That what's, what started in Europe is they started banning um, internal combustion engine cars in cities. Yes. And they, they've set limits on that, and uh, we're going to start seeing that probably soon in North America. Fascinating. Yep. Yeah.
1: It's like when the gasoline powered car came out and we we're still horse and buggies, right?
3: Do you remember I, those days, David? <laughs> well,
1: actually, I do. I, Spadina Avenue used to have wire taps, half for the horse and half for you, <laughs> depending on how much you were drinking. Which one did you use? <laughs> yeah, depending on how much you drank. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about this type of vehicles. Uh, and if you have any questions, please do call in because here's a chance to talk to four experts on electric cars, and we know it's coming. So. Let's make advantage of, of our doing a good decision. We're right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, live and somewhat
0: clear. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And uh, Brian Max is sitting in for Alan Gilman, who's somewhere and uh, We don't like him right now.
1: He's sunning himself.
0: <laughs> Brian, I'll leave it up to you for the next step. Go ahead, bud. Well, we're here with uh, Gagan Navani and
3: Samit Kapoor with uh, Young, Steels Lincoln and Ford. So if you have any questions about Ford or Lincoln, please give us a call.
1: Alrighty. righty. Uh, one of the things that there was in the news lately is Cadillac actually opened up a virtual showroom over the internet where you can actually talk to somebody that, that wants more, more information. But you have that too. You've got Lincoln and, Cad- Lincoln and Ford in the same building.
2: Correct. It's a shared space just separated by yeah. a wall. So we have probably 35% of our showroom dedicated to Lincoln, And the rest is Ford.
1: And you are the largest Lincoln dealer.
2: Yes, we're the number one uh, Lincoln dealer in the GTA.
1: Now, one thing I did notice when I got on your site, you actually can talk to a representative. This is a chat box.
2: Absolutely. So we have 24-7 live. So a lot of customers, their buying strategies are typically after 10 p.m. in the evening. So our dealership closes uh, at 9 Monday through Friday. So we have live chat. That way we can respond to their questions first thing in the morning.
1: Brian, you had a question?
3: I just think this uh, new Lincoln Aviator that's coming out, the, the, yeah. the, the hybrid, because it's a it's a more of a performance SUV. So, I mean, what what can you tell us about that? Six
4: hundred and fifteen pound feet of torque.
3: That's that's a great number. The maximum
1: number in its class.
3: That car flies.
1: So that's for towing and that's for uh, hauling, and you can put stuff behind. And it's, on the weekend, you can be a uh, cowboy. So, what Lincoln's uh,
4: you know perspective was while building that car. They wanted to use the electric motor not to save the energy for, you know, everything, but they wanted to use that electric power towards the performance of the car. So they channeled it into the torque. So that's why it, the car has 400 horsepower and 615 pound-feet of torque.
1: Now you got an electric e, uh, F-150 coming out.
4: It's uh, kind of... Uh, With Vivian. Non- yeah, it's kind of... Uh, so Ford uh, has a stake in that company, Rivian. Ford invested close to 500 million in that company. And uh, Ford is going step by step. So first step is to build a hybrid truck, not all electric. We are expecting Ford to release something in 2021 model F-150. It'll be a hybrid truck so that people can start trusting the electric capabilities in pickup trucks. Yes, And once they are sure about it, by 2023, we expect Ford to come out with an all electric truck, which might have a, a towing capacity of more than a million pounds.
1: Whoa! I saw a picture of one t- pulling a train.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or Or planes. They do all kinds of crazy things with yeah. us. Yeah. Um, what, what I find interesting is, is Ford's investment with Rivian, which is a company that not many people have heard That's of. Right, but yes. Ford's made a significant investment in this EV truck company called Rivian, and they have some cool-looking vehicles. Yes, yes.
4: They're, they're coming out with nice electric SUVs and electric pickup trucks.
1: Okay. Uh, we're just waiting for the phone lines to clear, but we have one call on line two. Carlos, can you put us on line two, please? Morning, John. How are you?
5: Very well, thank you. And yourself?
1: Any day you wake up is a great day. That's my philosophy.
5: Hey, you want to believe it. (laughs) Um, Down to the car show the other day. Very impressed with all all the vehicles that are down there and the show in itself. But I have some uh, grumbling questions about electricity and electric cars. And are we going to have enough electricity left over when we get all these plugged in at Seven o'clock at night, and it's a hot summer's day, and we need the air conditioners. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to shut down uh, apparently in the next three or four years our big uh, nuclear plant down in Pickering, and I don't hear too much talk. Although I did look at the uh, hydrogen cars down at the uh, down at the from Yes. Quite impressed with that, and we don't need the electricity, the extra electricity to charge them. And uh, so I'm in between. I'm finishing off with my diesel, my little turbo diesel Volkswagen, and uh, my Ranger truck here, and uh, probably be looking for something on the new horizon in the future. And it sounds exciting, but I'm just wondering if we're we're heading the right way or we shouldn't.
1: Well, we got three experts here. Let's ask them. What do you think, gentlemen?
3: Uh, Well, I just finished driving uh, a performance hybrid, plug-in hybrid Volvo. And to me, that is an interesting solution right now. So this, this V60 Polestar Engineered that I drove, not only can you plug it in, but you can also charge it while you drive, and then it drives like a hybrid as well. When you get into the city, you can drive it on pure electricity. To me, that that is an interesting solution, and it takes it's got a 11 or 12 kilowatt hour battery in it, so it doesn't take long to um, to charge it, and you get uh, about 20 or 30 miles on uh, on a full charge on the battery. So I think I think plug-in hybrids are a great solution to You've yep. got uh, the the of, escape plug-in hybrid coming,
4: uh, of course. Uh, in uh, the plug-in hybrids, you know. Not you know uh, stressing about charging your car, losing the battery in it. You know if it will uh, recharge itself. It, it that's called regenerative braking, and then the, ch- the, the 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 car charges itself.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Regenerative the brakes. When you apply yes. the brakes. It actually puts power back into the battery. Yes. Alrighty. If you hear that music, it means we're going to a break. Uh, we have one line open if you want to call in. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to something different. David Tate from Elegant Motoring. It's a ceramic coating that goes on the paint and protects it for life. Unless you get banged up, I guess. <laughs> <Who knows>? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. We have uh, Gigani Navani here from the Big Three. I guess we're just going to call it the Big Three okay. East Court Ford, Young Steels Motors, and Meadowvale Ford. And one of his managers, Sumat Kapoor. I'm going to change it every time we go off break, <laughs> getting a new name. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Brian Max. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back, and this time we are with David Tate. David's with a company called Elegant Motoring. You know, down by uh, Queensway, across from the food terminal, you can see David's showroom down there. And what they do is they actually will coat your car with a ceramic coating that actually, David, you tell them.
6: (laughs) Uh, A ceramic coating that actually self-heals, so all those uh, micro-marring and swirl marks that everyone hates on their black cars or dark-colored cars, uh, literally disappear in the uh, with the heat from the sun.
1: So if you've got a small mark or a scuff on the bumper, it'll actually sol- uh, solve that problem?
6: Yeah, most micro-marring and swirl marks cause from uh, general washing and stuff, not necessarily a scuff. So if I hit another car or scrape a wall or something like that, it, there are limitations.
3: And Dave, how long does the, the, the coating last?
6: Uh, it depends on the package. Uh, they can last typically up to you know seven to ten years. Uh, the warranties, I believe, go as high as seven. Yeah.
1: You know what I found interesting was this wasn't a one-day in and out. This is a several-day process.
6: Absolutely, yeah. You want to do a, a full paint correction or a high-speed polish, uh, cut and polish before you actually do the coating. And then once you do the coating, it takes a couple of days to, uh, to let it cure. Uh, we also place the car under um, a high-powered heat lamps. Or IR lamps um, to allow the uh, the coating to cure faster, so that when you take it out in the uh, in the elements, so to speak, it uh, it actually works and it'll last. It'll be durable. It, uh, you'll wash the car less. It'll have a higher gloss and shine, especially now coming into the spring with the sun we have out today.
2: Okay, again, uh, you had a question. Yeah, is it a, a similar product as Ceramic Pro?
6: Yeah, so we actually offer Ceramic Pro as well. Okay. Um, Ceramic Pro's been around for. Uh, I think since 07, if I remember correctly. Um, that product is uh, is a great product. I've been using it for 11 years or so. I was one of the uh, founders of, of uh, Saranac Pro Canada to actually bring it up and start distributing it here. Wow. Um, but now... Uh, there's so many coatings on the market. This coating that I'm talking about is is a fine lab product. Um, it's actually, I would say, next generation. They've grown, the company even has grown by about 800% in the last three years uh, because of the technology that they have is just, you know, nobody can compare to it. With so do you do features. the
1: whole car or you just do like front end and, and the door panels or something where there would be abrasion?
6: Uh, no, we would do the we would do the whole car. All of the painted surfaces, there are other coatings um, that you can put on the glass that work like Rain-X, but they last, you know, two, three years um, mm-hmm. as opposed to Rain-X a couple of weeks. Um, we also have, uh, you know, you would, pr- you would want typically if you're going to spend the money for a self-healing coating, uh, you'd want to put a paint protection film on the front. Um, but we could then put the coating over top of the paint protection film um, so to help prevent it from staining and stuff from like bird droppings, bug guts, tree sap, stuff like that.
1: So your typical customer is a Gagan customer with a high-end car or a Max who has a bicycle? <laughs>
6: <laughs> so it, to be honest with you, it's, it's actually all over the map. Um, literally we get, uh, you know, uh, road bikes, like, uh, uh, high-end carbon fiber bikes that come in and they, they get the coating on them as well. Uh-huh. Um, but we also do get a lot of just regular cars today. We had a, actually last week we had a Genesis in, uh, we have a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. We had a, um, am just trying to think, uh, a 2014 BMW three series. Um, you know, so they're not necessarily brand new cars. Um, but they're not necessarily, you know, uh, also, you know, $100,000, $150,000 cars. They usually range in between uh dollars $50,000 and up, um, but it all depends on the customer and, uh, you know, what they perceive as value. If they're uh, OCD or they have a, um, uh, they, they just love whatever they have and they have pride of ownership, uh, those are typically the customers that will come in uh, and use our service.
1: How do we get in touch with you?
6: Uh, Hit us up on our website, elegantmotoring.ca, or give us a call, 416-897-5675.
1: Yeah, I was on the site the other day, and you can actually book an appointment on the site. Uh, Pretty easy, just name, address, and phone number, and uh, what type of service that you need. David, thank you for joining us.
6: My pleasure. I look forward to talking to you guys again. Okay,
1: Thanks. good stuff. So, Elegant Motors on the Queensway, just across from uh, the food, food terminal. The food terminal, and we're going to go to line three. Chris is on the phone, and he owned oh, but it's, it's Trevor.
0: Yeah, it's, sorry, it's Chris's brother. It's Trevor.
1: <laughs> Trevor's on the phone. Trevor, you had a question? Please go ahead.
7: Yes, I have a question, and if I we have time for a comment. Uh, last year I phoned in, asked a question about, uh, you were talking about adaptive cruise control vehicles. Right. And I was wondering if, uh, the question I asked, I didn't have an answer at the time was a vehicle ahead of, of if you're driving a cruise control, uh, adapt vehicle with a adaptive cruise control, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I got sold my in my yes. So when that kicks in, that, uh, you're slowing down because the vehicle ahead of you is slowing down and you don't want to crash into it does that activate your brake lights so the guy following you knows that you're slowing down?
3: Brian? I can answer that question affirmatively, yes. The brake lights do come on. As soon as the, the brakes are actuated, the, uh, the brake lights do come on.
1: And the Cadillac okay, has a that. thing called Super Cruise that keeps you within the lanes? Yeah, Super yeah, Cruise is... Well,
7: you know what? Cadillacs are, some people say they're overrated, but I'm, I'm for Detroit Iron myself because I live here, so I think we should buy products that are made here. I agree. Although you could argue that it's made half of it's made in China because I worked at GM. The other question, <laughs> the comment I have is previously where somebody was talking about, will we have enough power to uh, operate all these, all these electric vehicles at night and everything? The answer is yes, because if you look into it deep enough, Pickering or Darlington or them combined together, there are times when they have... Excess power, and they call up the Ohio State uh, Electrical Authority in in uh, America, and they say we got extra power. Do You want to buy some? And they go, Ah, we don't really need it. Well, we got extra power. We got to get rid of it somehow. So okay, well, get a few
1: You know, there was a car out in about, um, I think, uh, two, 20, 2000, not twenty twenty. Right? In two thousand, GM a car called Impact, which was battery powered, and they were testing in California. They ran into brownouts. Because everybody at night came home and plugged your car in, and these these um, transformers didn't have a chance to rest overnight, and they ended up not producing as much power as they should have.
7: Okay. What so, What is the population of California?
1: Thirty thousand.
7: 30, 30, Thirty million. million Thirty, 30 million. million. Thirty million. I
1: got a discount What's the, for Ford the Population here. of Canada.
7: <laughs> Thirty million. <laughs> Thirty-eight million. Right. Okay. So so you have a situation there <laughs> where they probably don't have excess power. Is that like? I don't know how much you guys know about, uh, uh, I didn't work at Darlington or anything, but electricity has to be used the instant it's created. Oh. Okay. So uh, other than, other than batteries uh, and, and commercially and stuff like that, you don't have it. So when you plug in your toaster and it starts glowing, that electricity is generated that, that, that nanosecond. So the thing is the turbines can't be just turned on and off like your TV. It just so keeps they have spinning to spool down and it takes a while to spool them back up. So they like to keep them running at a steady RPM, just like a CVT transmission in a, in a car. Like, mm-hmm. like a certain RPM where the sweet, sweet spot, sweet spot and, the, and the engine makes the power, best power and e- economical use. That's what they like to do with the turbines as well.
1: So, so you're saying that we will have enough of power when we need it?
7: Well, I'm no expert, but I think they would because up here at nighttime, like uh, when I worked at GM in Oshawa, when there was actually people working there, not just robots and skeletons. Uh, when I started there in 1983, there was almost 20,000 people working. Anyway, that's another story. But yes, at nighttime, when, uh, probably after 11 o'clock, that's why the rates are cheaper. So you, they got appliances, wow. all, all kinds of stuff that you can put on a timer. It comes on when the power is cheaper to do your wash and everything. The only thing you need is need a robot to take it from the washing machine to the dryer.
0: Great, Trevor. Thanks for your call, buddy. We get some more calls to get to. All and, right. Have uh, a great day. Appreciate thanks. it.
7: Thanks. All right. Okay.
0: Fascinating information. So, in other
1: words, we have enough power to operate these things. It just need enough. Uh, receptacles to put it out there.
3: I I don't think there's any problem with capacity. I mean, E elect- EVs, any kind of plug-in is there, you know we're talking about single-digit. Uh, is it single standardized?
1: Digits. Are are all the plugins the same in every machine? No, Tesla has its own, right?
3: Tesla has its own, and and there is some variation, but I think that we're going to see some standardization soon.
0: We or, a, we or, got a question that just came in for uh, Gagan. Where where do you see Ford? People are asking where is Ford leading the most
2: in electric cars that are coming on the market. So I think this starts with the Mustang Mach-E SUV for the end of the year. Uh, We've had the Fusion Energy. We've had a hybrid. Uh, We have an Escape hybrid in our showrooms now. We have an Explorer hybrid incoming. We have a Grand Touring Lincoln Aviator. Um, So I think uh, by 2021, you'll see an F-150, which will be probably our biggest seller or, you know, a big demand for that model. And this person is a,
0: has a family of four. They're looking at getting into a new, uh, like a hybrid kind of car. What would you
2: recommend for them? Uh, for a car, we only have the Fusion right now. Okay. But, but
1: that's is that being dialed out? Or is that staying?
2: It's being dialed out.
1: Being dialed out, replaced by the
2: last year of production on the Fusion and yes. the MKZ hybrid. There's
1: been a turn down in in cars. Well, and a, and a buildup of SUVs. Everybody's all of a sudden discovered a hatchback.
3: That's right. Every, well, everybody wants to sit a little higher. Yeah, and that you know that hip point of, of a lot of these crossovers are perfect. There's no you know falling into the car and, and having to get out you. You can sit in them easily. And, uh, of course, with uh, some of us who are getting older, it's it's certainly easier to, to get in and out of a crossover.
1: Yes, definitely. And you've got a bit, enough. You had told me, what, 4,000 cars in stock?
2: Uh, we have a, Between the three stores, about 2,500. Okay. I also have an MKZ Hybrid 2020 in my showroom now at the dealership.
1: Yeah. So egress and ingress, and those things are important. you buy a car that doesn't fit you, you're never going to be happy. Oh, that's absolutely right? true. Right, you, because you're not sitting comfortably. They're saying that the dealerships this year are going to have a tough time, that that they're predicting that it's going to be tougher to sell a car this year because the cars are so much better that people are not replacing them as fast as they used to.
2: The technology has definitely come a long way. Yeah. And last year, saw so at least with Ford specifically, a 4% drop with the industry. That's correct, yes. Our numbers, believe it or not, were higher than two thousand eighteen but so. you're
1: you've got ads everywhere and you're promoting some of these prices are fantastic. Yeah. you don't have to give them a haggle i mean it,
2: it's called the young Steel's door crasher,
1: yes, and you know like I was looking at the ads about the trucks and mustangs and stuff is this is this how she explained it to you is to remove a lot of product and then build up the service We'
2: are a big store? volume store, so we did uh, thirty eight fifty six units last year, wow. retail commercial so That's more than some factories.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. Yeah, so I've been following it. So you have a separate building for Lincoln. Correct. And you've got a separate building for Ford.
2: Well, it's separated by a wall, the buildings are joined. That's a beautiful place. One building, though.
1: And you've got your little car in the the back there, keeping out of the snow.
2: (laughs) You have a nice Ford GT for you in the showroom, too. There you go.
1: I
0: want to see him get out of that. It's not me, it's her. Okay, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but the uh, the other one
2: we saw the uh, the auto show again was which one was it called a Corsair? Yes, that's the replacement model for the 19 MKC. Oh, it is. Yes, I think you got you drove that yeah, for a few so it's days. Yeah,
1: squared off front end, Correct. very nice car. I think Green. Brian
2: you, Brian, you, you
3: may want to test drive that one. Uh, well, I've driven the, the MKC extensively, and uh, the refresh on the Corsair, it's actually pretty. And I, I think that the, the Lincoln line is one of the best-designed lines But they got everything today. covered. They're beautiful. Yeah, they wait, wait,
0: as a driver who who test drives a lot of cars, what do you like uh, most for the public to see for the, that Ford Lincoln? So, the, the, I mean, to me, Lincolns
3: are are all about luxury. The the driving experience is is definitely luxurious. It's it's not pretending to be a sports car, and that's what I really love about Lincoln.
0: Okay, we got another uh, half an hour to go with the show. Any car questions you have about what your car's up to or something new with Ford? Give us a call, and uh, we're gonna give out that number to uh, Youngsteels Ford Lincoln and probably Mark Silver number before the hour is out, and we got an email from somebody who wants to know the difference in leasing and buying uh, electric cars. Stay with us. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Brian Max sitting in along with Dave Rudinger for Alan Gellman. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's
3: Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max. We're here with Gagan Avani and Sameer Kapoor of Young Street Young, St- Young Steels Ford Lincoln. And we've got a question about leasing and buying. Yeah, the question
1: buying. was, uh, should I lease or should I buy my next EV? And uh, you should know that in the auto industry, less than 1% of the people out there pay actually cash. So leasing and buying are their only alternatives.
3: So, what do you think about uh, leasing or buying EVs? You
4: see, in my opinion, EV is still a new technology. It's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, a, it's hard, but it's true. If the car is going to be expensive, not a lot of people can afford to buy it cash, just up front. And my uh, recommendation is to lease them. It's still a new concept. You, le- you go on a lease, try out the car. If you like it, you buy it. Maybe next round you have a little more trust on the EVs and you know where to charge. Network is a little better. You trust the EV technology in hard weathers, you know, long driving conditions. You can buy it. So leasing is the right way to go in the beginning. And then you can start financing. That's how the industry develops. Interesting.
1: So is there there a downside to leasing, i.e. you come back in and they pick the car apart for services, repairs, that sort of stuff, or you you have a product to protect yourself from that?
4: Uh, The only restriction I see in leasing is you cannot make any modifications to car and you have to keep your kilometers under control. Everything else is just like financing.
1: Mm, Good idea. Okay. There's a question I had for, again, which the industry is going through a disruptor phase. Where they have people will buy and uh, will sell you a car off the internet and deliver it to your house, right? Pretty strong in the U.S., where dealerships are are actually combating the lack of facility because they they've got gigantic facilities for service, they've got gigantic showrooms, and now these disruptors are coming in and with the. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, internet and trying to sell your cars like Caravana and all these
2: different ones. So we tried, uh, it was called Ford Fi. It's online car buying. Yes. It didn't work the best for my store. I still am, I'm old school too. I want to go see it, feel it, test drive mm-hmm. it. That's what I tell all my staff when they come in off your cup of coffee, make you comfortable and take you out on a ride. You can't do all of that when you're buying a car online. So. Well, I love I, the
1: line is, Buying a car while you're binge watching your favorite program.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally don't believe that model's going to work. You see, and opinion. that's
1: what they're just counting on is this new market from the millennials who all of a sudden decided they're going to need a car after all because they're moving to Thornhill.
2: Right, <laughs> yeah. but you can. I mean, you can go on our website. You can place an order. You can get your financing, all of that done. I'm happy to deliver any customer his car. We offer that service anyway. Uh-huh. it's no different. But at least when you come into our showrooms now, we have all 2020 models on display. You want to, you know, get the, the, get the full experience.
1: When you switch from a 2019 model to a 2020 model, uh, uh, is there a tough time getting rid of the 19s? Or is... not,
2: not, not with my three Ford stores. We were sold out by August 2019.
1: Fascinating. Wow. And so. I've seen pictures of the new truck, the 2021 trucks, not much difference. Yeah. Different headlight. That's basically it. So we, it.
2: We predominantly sell before the market.
1: Interesting. Last and you're a major seller for it. F-150 is your biggest seller.
2: So September, which was the end of employee pricing at Young & Steel, we did 622 units that month. One month.
1: Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. That's New a year use. for some other <laughs> It's That's true. Hey, I, I call it a production line in September. <laughs>
1: you know, I see sometimes, the, I see the numbers through Durocher, Yeah. And there's car lines that, like the Cadillac XT5, I think sold 273 cars.
2: So I'll share another statistic with you. Young and Steel in 2019 sold 78 Navigators. In 2016 sold seven. Wow. So we did 10, 10x.
1: Of that line.
2: And I had to work very hard. It was all about getting allocation. So we would get 25. And then I fought my way through with you know, Lincoln Executives. And we did 78 Lincoln Navigators in 2019.
1: With this kind carniv- of, was a coronavirus? I like to call it the Molson Valley
2: because we're in Canada. Because nobody's heard that line before.
1: But the reality is, is that's going to affect you. It's in... going
2: to affect all industries. I was yeah. with a friend of mine at uh, dinner last night, and he has a furniture production plant in China. Yes. And he said the world is panicking because Walmart to Apple to Ford, a lot of these parts are manufactured in that's right. China. So you have a three to six month kind of lag, but it's gonna catch up fast. It's,
1: well, things like the the airlines don't sh- don't fly there anymore. They're not So bringing... they
2: they said the airlines are gonna lose twenty nine billion dollars because wow. of their routes not flying to China.
1: Fascinating. So biggest seller is the truck?
2: F one fifty is our number one seller. It's been for the, over fifty years. And
1: you're having it the SUVs. Absolutely. Yeah. So the market has switched from cars to SUVs and so the
2: only SUV we're going to have after this year is the Mustang. I'm sorry, the car. It will be the Mustang. It'll be, it'll be all SUVs.
1: Fascinating stuff. Okay, uh, we have one segment left, so if you want to get in on the show, uh, you're going to have to call in now. Look for the number on the break. Come back. Sorry, we're going to be talking about Tesla has a recall for 15000 where Where are you going to get them fixed? I don't know. There's only two stories.
0: That's right. That's right.
3: That's a challenge. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're back. This is our last segment. So, if you do have a question uh, and you don't get through, we will take it off air and give you a hand. Uh, quick uh, thing is, Tesla is recalling fifteen thousand Model X. Crossovers because of potential issues with the power steering. Definitely not something I'd be very proud of driving. Uh, the problem for them is they don't have any
3: service centers. That, that's the thing. They don't have a. They don't have a, a, a distribution network. They don't have re, a retail presence. They don't have stores. Yeah. And they certainly problem. don't have a lot of service facilities.
1: So we had a a Freestar. There was something wrong with the back end. Dropped it off, and we got a car. Absolutely. The guy says, you know, no problem. Just drop it off, and away you go. So it's it's a different attitude toward recalls, right? I mean, put it this way: for a recall from from uh, you get to know so your customer t-
2: again. T- typical recalls with Ford, they give you a rental car, whether you yes. have an ESP or not, it's included. I'm not sure how Tesla is going to tackle. My my guess is they're going to have to send text to your home to cover the, that broader spectrum. It's interesting because it's, so.
1: it's it's kind of the company's still developing and it's, it hasn't got all the the loopholes are not all there. And the
2: consumer panics when it's 15,000 cars. It's, Correct. It, that's a big number. For, to, for Tesla, how, that's to tackle. a very big number. How
1: do you look at a recall? It's, I always look at it as, as a product update. The company has enough balls to say, yeah, we did something wrong, let's fix it. And you get, to get reintroduced to the clientele because they're coming back to your stores. You get fresh name and address and get service done on other products while it's being serviced for a recall.
2: Right, but if you're saying there's two facilities and 15,000 units... Yes. I don't know how many hours go into that recall, but it's going to take them a few years to come out I would of that.
1: imagine so, yeah. I would imagine so.
2: And, you know, to me, this is what makes the
3: products like the, the Mustang Mach-E more interesting yeah. because Ford has a, a, you know, network of stores across the country that can support Yeah, you're the, saying 80
1: stores in Ontario, and you have three of them. Correct. And yours are, like, in Toronto.
2: East, West, Central. <clears throat> Number right? one, number two, number ten.
1: So it's a little easier to get in there,
2: Yeah. make an appointment, away you go. We service 100 cars a day at Young Steel, Ford Lincoln.
1: Amazing numbers. Yeah. You still have Quick Lane?
2: Uh, we have it at the East Court location.
1: Yeah, right? So you still have Quick Lane. That's, that's what you drive in. They do a service and change the oil in less than half an hour? Correct. You're in, you're out. And uh, I've been down there several times, and the attitudes are great. Awesome. It's not like, what do you want? No, no. (laughs) go have a coffee and then we'll get it's a completely different attitude I really like it does a good job Mark Silverman's down there he does a really nice job Uh, anything else you want to bring up that we haven't talked about
2: Uh, we have seven days left of zero percent interest so please come check out the Ford product Uh, definitely visit the Canadian Auto Show see the Machian in flesh um, it's, it's, it's a great show
1: yeah it looks so much better than the real car as it does the pictures it's
2: beautiful blue
1: yeah really sharp and, and the other thing is is that um, with a new car like that everybody wants one the prices are high I wouldn't mind seeing you know like guys will buy them and try and resell them oh
2: it's, it, it's already there
1: it is alright they they're going to
2: be selling their spots
1: fascinating uh, I know you guys have already what is, I should say 9500 train techs already ready for the car so, whatever the electronics are, basically, would be the same on most of the models. So, isn't that hard of a, a thing? It's, it's right. fascinating stuff. All righty, Brian, what are you doing next?
3: Uh, going to uh, Los Angeles again to drive some AMGs. Which are
1: Merce- you Merce- Mercedes
3: Benz AMG uh, SUVs, the, the GLE and GLS okay. models. So, I haven't driven those in, in quite a while. And these are the, you know, the fast ones with the big motors. So, I can't wait to drive those on some great roads. In, uh, and that goes on Angeles. your webpage? Uh, That'll be on uh, my YouTube channel. And how many hits do you get on UPenn? I don't know. We're, We're near 10 million views total, I think. Can you imagine?
0: Wow. Yeah. I think it's time maybe he gets his tush... Into uh, one of the Mustangs. Well, I just drove the G... Uh, or the G- Corsair. Maybe oh, try the Corsair. I, I have to
3: drive the Corsair. I'm looking forward to the Aviator. But the thing that really impressed me recently was the GT500 Mustang, 760 horsepower. The thing was brilliant. What's the guy on television go? That's, pr- that's pretty much what it sounds like. Yeah. Samit, can I, can I get that on 0% financing?
4: No, 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 no. That's no? a premium product. I don't think so. Ford is going to offer you 0% on GT500s
1: ever. No, because there's if you can think, afford the gas, you can afford the payments. Yeah, and, and, yes, and, of and course, I,
3: Dave, you're right. That's right. <laughs> and and I heard that uh, GT500 is sold out until next
2: year already.
1: And I heard that Samid has been a new manager at your company.
2: That's yeah. correct.
1: <laughs> so the cream does rise to the crop.
2: Yeah, uh, sorry, he was, uh, I couldn't. Ford Rookie of the Year for
4: 2018. Very good. Well, my first year, I sold close to 279 new units. You can open a dealership. You don't need (laughs) them. You decide. And then 2019, I ended up selling
1: 315 units.
3: Wow. Nice work. Yeah.
1: You have no idea what big numbers like that are. Like in real estate, the guy sells one house a year. Right. It's big numbers. Congratulations. So you're what? Young Steels? Yes. So again, volume speaks for
4: itself. I'm associated with the big three store. Yes. And for us it's all about volume.
1: I think it's all about having a stock too. I mean it kinda of comes in. You and, need
2: the inventory to sell it.
1: Yeah, you need the inventory. Yeah, I've got I don't have the exact thing, but I got this that was so close that you can't so sell it. So our
2: slogan off. is massive inventory equals massive discount.
1: Oh well, that's a good idea.
2: That's there correct.
1: I like that. And Dave, you won't believe
4: uh, in January, a lot of people came into our store looking for 2019 F-150s. And it's really hard to say, but we were sold out since uh, October last year.
1: Big price difference between the two?
4: Yes, because 2020 is still new. So Ford is keeping all the money in yes. the rate of interest and the less rebates. People are still looking for 19s. Unfortunately, all our stores, we ran out of 19 inventory.
1: So the se- the, the the two seasons of selling our March, April, May, and June, that's one. And then we go into August, September, uh, the, the winter season, basically, all winter. So the summer is quiet. That's a good plan, Good time to come in and haggle. <laughs> right?
2: our, b- our best season is employee pricing. So July, August, September, it's, it, you know.
1: That's why they put it in there, too. Uh, exactly. To move the product. And down. believe
2: it or not, those three months, Ford loses money when they oh, sell these cars.
1: I didn't realize yeah. that. Fascinating, but what a comeback! I mean, from from two thousand and eight when they actually bet the brand. Yeah, they put their logo and everything up to ra- to raise money, to to make it work. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh we're ready to go. We are. It's the end of the show. That Going is so the fast, end of the show. I want to thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you. And the thank email
1: you. address is again. What is the address?
2: Uh, for my oh, yeah telephone number. Well, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, sumit
4: at ysfl.ca. Yep, that's S U M I T at Y S F L dot C A.
1: Y S F young Yes, sir.
4: What is the website for you guys? What is your website? Again, saying? same thing, Y S F L dot C A. Straight.
1: Y S
2: F L dot C A. Which is youngsteelfordlincoln dot C A. Brian,
1: your website?
3: Everything is my name. My last name spelled M A K S E. It's S-E, not E-S. Not, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to learn the hard way. That happens all the time.
1: (laughs) All righty. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Uh, That's a wrap. We'll see you back here next week. And remember to keep the shiny side up and the greasy side down. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye, everybody.